Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Charlie Weiss was trending on Twitter, which just is a riot because I'm like, I don't know if Charlie Weiss on Twitter, but you just kind of log on and out of the blue, you're trending. Like, what did I do? (laughs) Pete. Samuel. That's one of the best lines in our pods rich history. The it wombat is. is a good listener. <laughs> they is. make a lot of noise. And SI's Pat Forty. This is like 80s basketball. Vegas, Houston, <laughs> basketball. <laughs> and here's Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. As we uh tape this one, it is opening day in Major League Baseball. Not a big baseball fan, but I consider this a victory. Might be closing day in like three. We don't know. Could make it all 60. But uh, hey, this has come a long way. And I know we've had other sports start, but this is the most tangible one. And I think this will be somewhat of a, a trial run for college football. Not perfect, but this isn't the NBA Try, you know, spending, you know, nearly $200 million to create a bubble to control all of their athletes who are on a relatively small roster. This is going to be people out in the community trying to compete in sports. It's not, again, not a perfect comparison at all, but I do think we can get some kind of hope if over the next month, baseball is able to operate without, you know, if they, if they can make it with, with minimal bumps. That to me is a is a sign that maybe maybe football can uh, certainly would be a positive. If this thing is a meltdown and uh, doesn't work, uh, you know, not so good. So I, I think that even though Major League Baseball and college football don't have a lot in common, I think this is a at least something to keep an eye on and and certainly root for the success. Uh, it's far more apples to apples than than what the NBA is doing, which is obviously not what we're trying. What do you guys think? Are you, are you baseball fans today? I'm a Red Sox fan, I would say. Like, so I, I follow the Red Sox. I like the Red Sox. I will watch the Red Sox. I believe they open Friday. Um, I could be wrong about that. I'm not that big of a fan, I guess. But so that's, that is my, that is my sole, uh, sole prism w- with which I study baseball. This is what I'm curious about baseball. So if you are Johnny State U coach, you can – get up in front of your team and you can say, you got to do it for your brothers. You have to stay in. You can't, you know, go to people's dorms. You can't go to parties. You got to keep girls away. You got to do that. What is like, you know, what are baseball managers doing? Like what is Ron Ronicky doing in Boston or uh, Aaron Boone in New York? Are they really giving these guys like stay away from bars, booze and girls pep talks to like 33 year old men? Like, I just don't see that happening. Bars, booze and, and, what is it? What were the three? Girls? Bars, booze, girls. and girls? I mean, that's the American pastime, isn't it? This is why we... Like, <laughs> you guys watch Bull you play, Durham, right? That's... Why do you play baseball if that isn't coming? Because it's a boring-ass game. Completely boring. You get sunburnt. It, is, it takes forever. You got to play like 2,000 games a year. I don't know. What would be the point? <laughs> like, is Joe Madden giving them the win one for the Gipper? Order room service talk every night? <laughs> I don't believe so. <laughs> Win one so we can play our boring game again tomorrow. 
win one without testing positive so we can watch play our boring game again tomorrow. I'm like Pete. I'm, you know, I'm a Cardinals fan and I'll pay attention to the Cardinals. They open tomorrow against the Pirates. Uh, but, you know, I, I, hey, right now I am a big baseball fan because A, it's a sport that's happening. B, we can flip on the TV tonight and watch it if we want. And C, yeah, I would like sports to work. And so I hope that this works. Again, it, 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 it does not necessarily translate to meaning college football will work, but all successes can at least maybe lead to further successes down the line, even though college football is 19 times more complicated. Dan, as you, you wrote in your hierarchy of sports and what can, what can work and not work. But for right now, man, I, I feel like Peter Gammons. Let's go. Let's play. <laughs> A great story by our former colleague at Yahoo, Jeff Passan over at ESPN. He listed out various things. It's like questions, you know, like what's the biggest threat? to the to the season and and how's the testing work and and one of the things they came up with was uh tinder tinder is one of the great threats to uh uh including this just epic quote from an unnamed player unnamed player i honestly think horny dudes on the road are going to is what's going to bring this down <laughs> can you imagine how giddy passing was when he got that quote oh like Oh, fingers were flying, I don't know why. typing that in. He's lost a little off the fastball going over ESPN because he would have led yeah. with that damn thing at Yahoo. Sure. We would have rewritten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would have led sure. the site with that for two days. <laughs> <laughs> our, that would have been clearly, you know, our headline writers at Yahoo are not suggestive or, or you know, sensational at all. No way. No. Not our headline no. writers. So It's that, like The Economist. <laughs> moderately interesting story to follow. Now we're going to pull quote that bad boy, probably run a poll on it and uh, do a, at least some kind of social media post. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. I just know that baseball is playing. It, it, it's good. We'll see. I mean, look, if this falls apart between now and, you know, I, I really think the decision on the season is going to come unless there is overwhelming disaster. I think it's going to come late. I think they're going to push and push and push until the end until you're a week or two out. And quite honestly, I don't know why you wouldn't if, as long as, as long as you're going, but so maybe we get some data in here. Obviously we're not going to know anything after a week, but we'll have an idea of, of something. So something's getting played. They're also uh, just to do one. They're doing, um, I don't know if you saw this Fox is going to put computer generated fans or CGI fans in the stands. As you saw this, like crowd that will react to the various plays, and they're they're specific to each team. They're not even all sellouts, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, <laughs> I don't know. They had they just ran a Probo. Now they've long given us that that robot, that big robot during the NFL, and uh, we know that their college games are. Yeah, you know, they throw a little a little sizzle in there. Uh, thoughts on the fake fans? Do we do this? Will they do this in college football? Will they have to like, you know, run the scale? Like, you know, you're down at, you know, a bunch of really good looking fans down the SEC or something. Maybe not so much somewhere else. I don't like, how is this going to, are we going to, they're not going to, they can't help themselves at Fox, right? We're going to get fake fans in college football, right? Oh, we're going to get them. We're going to get them. And it will be the stupidest thing <laughs> of the week, I guess. You know I mean? 2020 is so off the charts, stupid. I would like to say it's the stupidest thing of the year, but. When you think of every idiotic thing that has transpired, I guess I can't go that far. But this this just this is so it's like insulting to me. It's like, oh, you stupid little fans can't enjoy the game without being told what's exciting or what's making people mad or when to have emotion. This is one of the best things about sports is that it is actual real life as opposed to a scripted TV drama or sitcom with a built-in laugh track or a built-in music to manipulate the mood. And now this is what we're getting. We are getting sports as a TV show. We don't need the damn fake fans. We don't need the fake noise. We don't need to be told what's exciting or what's controversial. We can figure it out for ourselves. That's just It, it just absolutely drives me nuts that this is somebody thinks this is a good idea for to, to for to have a, 
some producer sitting in a truck say, okay, turn up the applause now. Make them really go crazy now. And that's going to help the viewer at home. It is so stupid. I don't even know what else to say. I'm done. I think so, eliciting that reaction out of you is alone reason to do this. <laughs> <laughs> we can get some clips of Pat watching Cardinals games, cursing the fake fans. That'd be pod yeah, gold. I'll watch without sound. I guarantee it. I absolutely yeah. guarantee it if that's going to be the old, case. Old man shouts at Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, I don't have as strong opinions on this as Pat. I do think it's... It's generally patronizing and a little dumb. But what I'm excited about is when when America reacts diametrically different than Pat to this, and then we get fake college football fans in the fall, because let's face it, the stadium's going to be pretty empty. Which fake college football fan do you want to see the most? Do you want to see the fake surrender Cobra? Do you want to see the fake sundresses at Ole Miss? Do you want to see the the, the, the fake frat guys with their, uh, with their ties, like, you know, fake Wisconsin fans and overalls, uh, you know, are they going to have fake student sections? Like there's a lot, there's a lot of places we can go with, uh, with, with fake fans in our, in is, our little fiefdom. Is that how they're keeping people employed at Fox by putting people to work, you know, making your, your Ole Miss specific crowd and your Alabama specific crowd and all that. I mean, is that what, you know, I guess if it's keeping people employed, great. Leave me out of it. I was going to say, what are you pro unemployment now? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> I'm this pro, is not a winning you know, position for you, Pat. This is I'm not a fine. winning position. I don't care. I'm taking it and I'm keeping it. <laughs> uh, look, I do think that baseball and football are going to struggle as a television product without fans. Now, we'll see. We've seen some some very ambitious, you know, 50% stadium capacities in Texas and and uh, things like that. We'll see what, you know, NFL is trying to get somebody in there. But the sports so far don't need fans and they've done no. fine a nascar race you're not looking at the stands you're looking at the cars golf you're just swapping around really quick fighting soccer constant action you, you know obviously they play up to the fans on those european soccer leagues because they're it's it is mesmerizing they're singing they're waving flags they're doing tear gas and smoke bombs and <laughs> usually fighting amongst themselves and things like that it's great uh however Baseball and football are very brief spurts of action followed by 30 seconds of nothing. How many times are you going to show the manager sitting there in the dugout just staring out at the field or the offensive coordinator holding the like the Waffle House menu trying to hide his face? So <laughs> I think I think these guys know as a television product. I mean, they're going to throw Waldo in there. They're going to throw like people <laughs> You know they got to have some pranksters in there. Like, is there a guy getting trashed that you keep an eye on? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's uh, something. If this is what we're down to complaining about, I'll take the game. SEC sex dolls are here. It's oh, happening. That's true. We got that. Remember that? The South Korean sex dolls. <laughs> yeah. How could we forget? Who wore masks? They wore yeah. masks. Yeah. They right? were socially responsible fake fans. Right. Yeah. Does, does college football need like its student sections to show up late? Like you can't real like like they normally do because they're still out. In the, do you yeah. really for like stuff the Furman in? game? You yeah. just roll up late for the Furman game. Yeah, yeah. And seventy percent of the fake fans in the student section are looking at their fake phones instead of at the field. Yeah, you absolutely got to have good Wi-Fi. They know that the mm -hmm. kids oh, want to yeah. be posting. I think anything could happen here. I think they got to be creative. Uh, I don't know. Stupid. I don't know if this will be stupid. They possible. Well, this is where we're at now. A lot of bored. Pat's TV just going to listen in on the radio and protest. I'm not going to listen. I will turn off all volume. Good. Not well, would the fake noise not be at the fake noise? Wouldn't be on the radio though. No, probably not. I'll, he'll be I'll, waiting for the. Uh, he'll be waiting for the AP wire to send him a dispatch the next day. If you, you know, waiting for the sporting and, news to come in a week with the box score. <laughs> <laughs> Who won? Who won that game? I'm sorry. I am sorry. You guys may be more from the TV generation or whatever, where you need to have some constant audio bombardment on you while you're watching a sporting event. I don't. I just give me the game, man. Mute button. Oh, I'm all about it. He goes with the big brain. Yeah, sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Uh, John Wilner, Mercury News, reporting the Pac-12 will set a 10-game schedule. For the season. So they're going to up from nine conference games to 10. Still give them a little wiggle room to move things around if necessary. Announcement will come later this week. So we'll see. Maybe you've already heard it as you're, as you're discussing. Uh, thoughts on uh, Pac-12 
you know, obviously they dumped the Doncon, but they're trying to go pretty full boat here uh, with 10. And then a, if there's a conference title game, be 11. Uh, overly ambitious or why the hell not? What do you think? Uh, you know, I mean, I think it sounds good. It looks good on paper. I, I'll wait and see if it's actually going to happen. Uh, you know, I still think that there's that that there's not a good likelihood that we have certainly that we have a 10 game season that we have any season at this point and starting September 19th that was kind of a target date I'd heard tossed around there's some people who'd like to push it back to October 1st uh I think you go ahead with plans and make plans until you have to cancel plans you know and so why not and I kind of I like 10 games because there's always complaining in those uh, conferences that play nine game schedules that it's five at home and four on the road for some teams and then the opposite for others. And so somebody's getting an unfair advantage. Uh, so fine, go ahead and script it out, try to make it happen and then be ready for it to absolutely not happen. I mean, the, the numbers are still all going the wrong way. We got, we got a letter from Stanford about what things are the outlook uh, for the semester, and it's it's not good. Uh, they are basically starting to brace you for we will not have uh, in-person classes. And, you know, when those decisions are coming, that you know what's coming next after that as far as athletics. Yeah, I mean, this has sort of been a predictable push-push hope, right? This is what we said all along. They're, they're going to push back. Uh, I, I talked to a coach on Thursday morning who made, who made a great point. He was just like, let's let the NFL go be the guinea pigs. Like, we still sitting here on July 20, whatever, don't know how a football practice will respond to somebody with somebody with COVID in it. Now, the NFL is going to test every day, so we may not know that. But like, why don't you let them go out and, and make the mistakes a little bit and see what, you know, what the realities are in terms of not having a bubble, which is obviously, you know, one of the things that aligns college football with uh, with the NFL during all this. So I don't. I do. I sense college football coaches in like two, 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 like a quarter of them I talk to are like, let's just push ahead and go and try to do this thing and finish it. And then the other three quarters are like, let's just like tap the brakes and wait. And I, you know, my full expectation is next week when the big SEC, Big 12, ACC announcements do come, there is some type of modified schedule, maybe with a plus one, maybe with not, whatever, but also just push push back in some conference, you know, more conference alignment. So I just think everyone's going to be following some reasonable facsimile of what everyone else is doing. I tell you, I don't like the pushback at all. I'm sure you're correct, uh, Pete, but it's like, what exactly do we think will may be better? How is the scenario better on October 1 than September 1? I mean, I guess it's better than just canceling, but... I think the only, the only thing that you possibly gain there is more time with students on campus and then seeing what the effect is on your campus. Uh, I agree that if you're looking for changes in regional or national trends, that's not going to happen. But can you bring back 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 students and, and actually have a working environment? I don't think you can, but you can try, and you could have a better idea in a few weeks than you know if you buy a little uh, more time. If the, the players are on the campus, okay, is is the football practice really the most dangerous part of the day? Probably not. No, I just I don't think you can hold this for long. Like I, I did a column uh, yesterday on Yahoo uh, ranking the the likelihood of the five leagues succeeding: uh, NHL and NBA, NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball, and college football. And you know, I was calculating. I was talking to people, and you know, you basically it's like a math equation: how many athletes, how long you know, bubble, no bubble, right? So the, you know, the NHL is trying to do this in like 68 days total. And they're eliminating, like after eight days, like eight of like 10 or something of their teams are gone, are eliminated. So they're trying to get as small as possible, as quick as possible. And just, it's a sprint. And the NBA is a little bit of a sprint, similar. Um, baseball's obviously only going 60 to kind of bang up against weather of, uh, you know, and then you get to the NFL. It's like, oh yeah, Super Bowl February seventh. <laughs> okay, good luck making that right. Like that's it goes back to the driving through the snow. Like you want to drive three miles, you want to drive three hundred. You know, so to me, it's like you might get going early, 
early on in the semester, I think all I do as much as I joke about the college kids and I don't think it, they're going to do a lot of distancing. They're probably going to be a little more into it early. It's going to be a little more like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do this or maybe I'll just get food in my room. But like the longer it goes, the more exposure you have, you're pushing back further into the air, the time when everyone says, well, it's going to be like a flu season at least will spike up. No, who knows? But that certainly makes common sense to me. Like I, I would just try to get going. I'd, I'd almost move the season up. Just say, let's go. Let's try to play as many games as we can early and get this sucker over with. So I know that's a, a, a postponement is better than a cancellation, like throwing up your hands and we give up. But I don't know that there's a lot more. It, it's not like we're sitting there saying, hey, the vaccine's coming and, you know, we'll have the we'll have a vaccine in a month or we're going to see the effects of a lockdown. Or I mean, we don't have a plan here. There's no plan except people screaming, wear a mask at each other or don't wear a mask. at each other. That seems to be our plan. So I don't that's fine. We're just dealing with it. I just don't know how it gets better. I don't see necessarily the benefits of the pushback. I talked to an epidemiologist on Monday who basically was like, I don't like the idea of pushing to October because that's when flu season starts. So that means you're getting, you know, the, the heart of the, you know, alleged second wave that, that could be coming here. And I say alleged just because we don't know it's a novel virus. So but obviously very smart people are, are predicting it. So there's no reason to think it isn't happening. So the one thing right now from talking to a couple coaches this week is players aren't really in good shape right now like now some have been back since June 1st some have done that so like you also like can't rush these guys back into uh into shape and in some schools especially the ones in California are having limitations on their workouts like can, can you gather large groups to work out so there's it, the, the interesting part about this decision and it's quintessentially collegiate right the chaos we all love and the you know the reason why people are listening to podcasts is college football is just this like beautiful mess right and the you know it it's you know, this the scenario in Wyoming where they barely have any virus is just exponentially different than Miami. And so all those different factors like just create all these complications. And, you know, the the five P5 leaders have to make for their little things. Now, the G5 leaders, God bless them. They're just waiting for the P5 to make a decision like they've, they've been pretty blunt about that. Like they're just like, you know, I'm sure they get on their Zooms and they do their thing, but they're really just sitting around waiting. And at the end of the day, this is Greg Sankey's call like. You can talk about president this and board of governor that and whatever it is. But ultimately, everyone's going to follow the SEC. Those three leagues are aligned. Greg has the biggest stick of those three commissioners. Now, there'll be some synergy and some coercion and, you know, it'll all sound good in the press release. But ultimately, what Sankey does, folks are going to uh, are going to end up following. And it's it's a fascinating pressure filled situation. Uh, next week will be a very, very big week in college football. You know what? Actually, I wanted to bring this up earlier. I forgot. Pete, are you feeling okay? Do you have any symptoms of it? Because we see uh, Toledo coach Jason Candle uh, has uh, tested. He has COVID. We wish him well. But, you know, we know how tight you are with the Toledo program. And I'm, I'm wondering if you're you're okay. Have you social distanced from the, the Rockets? I have been I've been far from the Rockets. They are on I-90 and Boston is on I-90. But that's that's about as uh, that's about as close as I've I've gotten on the Mass Pike uh, recently. But that's about as that's about as close as I've gotten to them. But I, I thought, you know, the the announcement by the school that, that Jason has COVID was a pretty sobering thing. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of he's not the first coach to get it, but is the first coach to say it publicly. And it's just a reminder of like, OK, like these are the complications like. People are going to, you know, coaches are going to get it. Coordinators are going to get it. Staff members are going to get it. And I I still think the, the biggest statistical risk right now is going to be for a staff member to get seriously ill. If you look statistically at the players, and I'm certainly not wishing any of them getting COVID and nor my need to think they're all just going to magically get better. We don't know a lot about a lot, but the over 60 staff members, which there are a lot of all around college football, are going to be the ones at the uh, at the highest risk. And you bring students back to campus. Your players are around those students bringing it to the facility. It's the same thing for professors. Like I've seen a lot of professors quoted in articles just saying, like, there's no bloody way I'm going in and exposing myself to that because they're they basically saying they have to rely on the behavior of the students. So we wish uh, we wish Jason, obviously, the best in uh, in, in, in getting uh, in, in getting back. And it sounds like he's he's fine. He's self-isolating and uh, so far pretty symptom free. Yeah, I wouldn't have joked uh, if he was. 
He said he was doing well, so yeah, I, yeah, I joke yeah. about it's, it. It's it's only ahead, like seven hundred and fifty mile drive if you need to get there, Pete. If you need to be okay, be around him. So like eleven and a half hour drive, nice easy. Go through the garden spots of Rochester, Buffalo, and Long Lake Erie. Uh, I get takeout at Dinosaur Barbecue in Syracuse. <laughs> you know, there you go. So I may now leave I, now. <laughs> I mean, I think probably that's, to cut through. Probably faster to cut through to Canada, but you can't. They shut us no, out. No, you can't. We're not welcome. Canada there. won't let us in. Nope. That has been like a sobering part as American to see all these other countries. Like the Bahamas isn't letting us in now. You know, like Canada. Canada doesn't want our baseball teams. We are. Uh, we are a national mockery. As I've said many times, mockery. I love this country. Yeah. Wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I. Be, yeah. But if I was another country, I wouldn't let any of us in anywhere. I would be like, hell no. <laughs> these people are a bunch of lunatics. <laughs> They think they we're right. all in the Lake of the Ozarks in like Estonia right now. We are. I mean, that's what I like about it. <laughs> Screw you, Canada. Somebody said, I think it was somebody somebody from maybe it was Britain or something said that uh, that Europe is watching Americans the way Americans were watching Tiger King. Like, whoa, yeah. these people are really weird. <laughs> Look at this mess. <laughs> It's a, it's, it's, I'd like it's, to defend our country a little more, but you know, if it wasn't for the hundred and like something thousand dead, I, it's a gloriously yeah. wonderful thing. <laughs> We're just, it's like shining the light and all the roaches are scattered. Like, this is it. <laughs> I don't want to see are. any of these yeah. political campaigns this year with like uh, the wheat fields and the, this, <laughs> we're the greatest people on. Come on. We are who we are, baby. Yeah, the problem is the roaches aren't scattering, Dan. They're gathering. <laughs> yeah, right. that's true. They won't. Yeah, they won't. So even the roaches social distance. Uh, we are like a doped up drug fiends mess. It's just a disaster. We worship our king, Kanye. So here we are in the middle of summer and it's 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 a little slow. We're not going to lie. And then in glorious fashion, two of our greatest, greatest entities. Uh, come together to give us comedic gold. NCAA administrators and United States senators. I mean, this is a bipartisan matchup of who can grandstand, misinform, miss the point, lie, take themselves too seriously. What a loathsome group. It's like one grenade, man, one grenade. <laughs> I don't know what this was other than political theater of some sort where they all congratulate each other on doing a good job. But Mark Emmerich and a couple other poobahs uh, went to Washington and sat before some kind of subcommittee and uh, assuredly nothing got done. I think they were trying to find out what the NCA was planning for name, image and likeness, which, of course, is nothing. And uh, the the senators, you know, who are are, are always so quick to 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 pounce on uh they never kick anything down the never kick the can down the road they're always responsive to the issues of the day uh we're we're aghast that nothing was going on but we have some uh just tremendous clips and and Sully's done some good work for us here uh Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina this is not a campaign endorsement or not endorsement you can vote for him if you want or don't don't care i don't know how you can be a US senator in an SEC state however and come up with some of these these lines. <laughs> it's probably better that he's focused on other things, or maybe it isn't. Maybe we really just want him focused on college football. I don't know. But let's let let us play some of these these clips. He's Senator Graham is concerned that the name, image, and likeness uh, will just throw chaos, chaos. I tell you, into college football. This this pure as the driven snow. A uh, little entity of extracurricular activity at our fine <laughs> colleges and universities. So what I worry about, Mr. Radakovich, if we don't do something in 50 states golf on their own way of doing business, you can have alumni or people associated with the school engaging in uh, bidding wars in terms of if you'll come to this school, I'll give you five million dollars to sell cars for me. Is that a problem? Yeah. So I think five million seems a little, little, I kind of, maybe he is from the SEC. Jadavian Clowney would have been worth it, right? <laughs> five mil. Actually, how good was Jadavian Clowney? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
it's I coming think I'd strong. only give Jadavian 500 grand. That maybe he knows what he's talking about after all with that five mil. But uh, <laughs> yes, Senator, we would not want bidding wars from alumni or people associated with the school trying to pay people to come to their school and play for their team. Uh, I mean, Emirates should have just come back and said, yeah, I agree. We should, you know, the, I'm really concerned that someone might donate to a campaign and get favorable treatment from a politician. <laughs> we know that would be a real concern. I mean, how do you say that with a straight face? <laughs> when when he, Lindsay is a Lindsey Graham is a, a double South Carolina graduate, undergrad and law school. University of South Carolina currently under NCAA investigation for paying a basketball player, P.J. Dozier, oh. who was on their Final Four team. And they probably weren't paying him because nobody else was paying him. I bet they were paying him because everybody else was trying to pay him. So there's your bidding if, war, Senator. If nothing else, he should be like, South Car Clemson's buying all the recruits. This isn't fair. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's a double... Every double Gamecock I know is complaining about Clemson cheating and saying <laughs> we should have had Zion Williamson, but Coach K paid him. Like, you're not doing this right, Lindsay. <laughs> we needed, we needed, uh, we needed uh, Brian Bowen Senior to just like charge in like the Kool Aid Man to the congressional <laughs> hearing and be like, "Oh yeah, no bidding war." Yeah. There was what a. Uh, two-year-long federal, well, shoot, four-year-long federal investigation trial. It's still going on under appeal for this very same thing involving, of course, his very school that he graduated from. I live in South yeah. Carolina. I live five miles from Clemson. I went to the University of South Carolina. People are nuts about this stuff. And you're going to unleash holy hell on young college athletes and the system if you don't have some way to control people willing to buy a player to come to a school. Holy hell? Like, <laughs> like, like, like giving them money. Is that yeah. holy hell? What a Compensating terrible thing. Them, giving them cars. The chaos. The <laughs> chaos. What will happen to the marketing budget when the money from the car dealership goes directly to the athlete and not funneled through the 32nd associate athletic director? God. Just, just anarchy. Anarchy, Lindsay. Anarchy. Holy hell is coming to the recruits of America by getting paid legally, finally. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Without having to hide it with your 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 godfather. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's fantastic. What a what a what a term there for that. Holy hell. All right, next one. There's more Lindsey Graham ones on on his um his fear of rabid alumni. Rabid. They are rabid. <laughs> Throwing money, foaming at uh, the mouth. Foaming at the mouth to give them money so their team will win. <laughs> uh, at least he does recognize there are rabbits. I don't know. There's a disconnect with his thinking. But anyway, he um, he starts grilling Mark Emery. So th this is great. I mean, this is a meeting of the minds. Um, and uh, Emery is claiming that if no one's ever gotten their scholarship or something like that, you can't get your scholarship revoked if you get injured. Uh, mm. Ramoki Huma, who uh, works runs the uh, National Collegiate like NCPA, I think it's called, and Players Association. It's not a real union, but it's an advocacy group, former UCLA player. He practically falls out of his chair and says it absolutely is. And then uh, here's Emirate trying to answer. First of all, Senator, thank you for the question. It's an important one. And yes, there is. A scholarship uh, cannot be revoked for reasons of an injury. The school certainly could make that assertion, but I've never seen that example in my So career. no one has uh, ever lost their scholarship because they injured. No, they lost it because they suck now because they're injured. <laughs> or, you know, it's like the, you know, be ashamed if we found that six-pack in your dorm, son. <laughs> Violation of team rules all of a sudden. Yeah, that the tutors stopped doing the work. I don't know how Mark Emmert says that. Man's been uh, around. He, he's the literal president of the NCA. He's never heard of this. He might need to get out of Indianapolis a little more. Go where the actual, where the universities are, and and listen in. I I, I am pretty sure we have all heard from, talked to, heard stories about uh, a lot of players who have gotten scholarships pulled for yeah for for injuries or for sucking for not being good enough. Uh, sometimes both related, but. Shoot, I remember when I was in school at Missouri, stories about the offensive line coach walking by the training room, looking at his injured lineman and basically mimicking a hypodermic needle. Like, 
you need to shoot up and get back in there or you're out. And that was in the 1980s when the money wasn't as big as it is now. I bet that might still transpire. Did did this whole thing in Congress uh, on Wednesday, guys, to you seem like a little bit of Mark Emmert's last stand? Like he has botched the name, image and likeness part of this just about as epically as you can botch anything. Now, his tenure has mostly been like a nap of apathy. Like he really just hasn't done much. Like no one can name like the best thing Mark Emmert has done as NCAA president. But this was one thing he could actually control and shape. And now he has every state legislator, every congressman basically posterizing him and basically like mocking him and using him for political gain. Like the one thing he could have controlled, they could have put together a decent name, image and likeness plan and beaten all these all these state legislatures to it. And then and they just didn't. They failed. They went to Congress to basically they want some type of antitrust exemption. Congress seems very skeptical to give it. But they've had years to do this, years to do this. When was it, Pat? Everyone went to Indy and they said maybe someday soon we'll come up with a plan. Was that more than a year ago? Oh boy. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, that was, that was, uh, spring 2019 and then spring 2020, they came out with, we're going to do it, but we have no idea how. And that's when they then turned to Congress and that's, yeah, that's, I mean, Pete, right along the lines of what you're saying there, this is basically like the NCAA is the the person looking for a handout, looking for help that knows that they've got to go in front of this governing body and just be slapped around and humiliated, but maybe we can get what we want on the way out. Yeah, you know, we'll just go in there and we'll take it. You can point out how bad we are. You can insult us. You can mock us. You can say, why do you do this? Why don't you do that? Just give us our legislation and give us our antitrust exemption. We'll put up with all the beating and all the abuse as long as we get what we want. I mean, these guys fought a stipend. They fought everything, every minute of the day. The stipend was this unbelievable thing that was going to ruin college athletics. And you remember like the, well, the the cost of living at USC is higher, therefore, than it is in Ames, Iowa. So USC's got an advantage because kids are getting $63 more a month. (laughs) I mean, they fought a stipend, which they used to give. They used to give the stipend back in the 60s and 70s. They got rid of it and then claimed that college football and college athletics would be ruined. They fought everything, and that's how you get dragged to Capitol Hill begging for this. If you want to know why Mark Emmert makes so much money, this is it. He is paid to walk up there like a pinata and get his ass kicked, <laughs> get humiliated, because there's a bunch of university presidents sitting on that board of directors saying, I don't want me, I'm not going in that chair. And there's a bunch of conference commissioners saying, I don't want to sit in that chair. So we'll pay you two million bucks a year or however much he's making to be the guy that gets killed on these things. Yeah. And it's like everybody toss in. We got 300 schools around here. Everyone throw in, you know, whatever that comes out to. And 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 Emmer takes the takes the ass kicking up on Capitol Hill. He's got to listen to Lindsey Graham, who doesn't know that boosters are buying players now. <laughs> grandstand him. Yeah. And Ramogi Huma is not someone you want yelling at you. He's really smart. And re- relentless and just, I mean, it's like, oh, man, not that. I don't want to get in debate with that guy. So this is why he makes his money. But, I mean, this thing is a disaster. We need anti, I mean, come on. And then speaking of money, this is one of the better ones. Back to Senator Graham. It's kind of Senator Graham's greatest hits. They were really, the other senators weren't any better. So, it's you know, I'm sorry we're all picking on you, Senator Graham. This is what you get when you keep claiming Donald Trump shoots like a 68 when he's like 80 years old. I don't, I want Lindsey Graham to, to scorecard my golf game. I think that would be really helpful for my ego. All right, play this one because uh, he, he seems to, uh, he seems to have been consulting Senator Charlie Weiss on this. I don't know what he's doing with this quote. Dabo and Saban get a lot of money because they produce results. Very few coaches get paid a lot of money that lose over time. But unproven recruits, people who really are great in high school, never played it down in college sports. I don't know what they're – there are a lot of people that would just pay a bunch of money, and that's what I worry about, ruining the sport, that we get in a bidding war for that high-value recruit. So he's worried about the unproven player getting paid 
because we never have unproven coaches, actually proven losers, get paid. When when that when that quote came out, Twitter like erupted with pictures of Charlie Weiss, like immediately. <laughs> there was, you know, there was there was eighteen <laughs> pictures of Charlie Weiss who made. Forty gazillion dollars from Notre Dame, and then got after and failed, and got fired, and then got hired at Kansas, and made a ton of money while making that program somehow worse than it had been. Uh, you know, Charlie can... Weiss. Why does he look at Will Muschamp? How many times has that guy failed forward? I just looked up all his. He's making four four, and he got paid six point three million to go away at Florida. I'm not, not sure if there was if that was mitigated or not, but like like like. Lindsey Graham, the senator from South Carolina who went to South Carolina twice, has no idea what's even going on in South Carolina. <laughs> I mean, like the example you have to. And, and uh, what's up with these Florida coaches? Ron Zook did a horrible job. He got another job, although he actually did OK at Illinois. But like if you screw up Florida, yeah. you're bad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Bad. Yeah. Jim McElwain it's, got a nice little uh, parting gift. Yeah, yeah. it's and Florida. Right. It's like Texas. Like there's certain schools you you can't be that bad at. Yeah, you just can't be that bad. It's Florida. Well, he did hire Charlie Weiss as his offensive coordinator when he got there. That's true. Mushroom and Weiss were were partners. <laughs> I think Charlie Weiss was trending on Twitter, which just is a riot because I'm like if, I don't know if Charlie Weiss on Twitter, but you just kind of log on and out of the blue you're trending. Like what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we need more Capitol Hill. So I hope they this if if we don't have a season, we need like weekly appearances. Yeah. Instead of Thursday night football uh for college, maybe we would just get C SPAN to, to run Mark Emmert in there every week and take a few punches. <laughs> if if Senator Graham can do that, I may donate to his campaign. That I might also <laughs> have go. an interest. Yeah. You gotta like Corey it. Blow, Booker got blow hard, Emmert worse. Yeah. Blow hard Thursday yeah. on C SPAN, you know? And then yeah, you got your NCAA <laughs> yeah. guys on one side yeah. and you're Senators on the other. We could, like, it. We could yeah. like build the game day set like in the like in the corner. <laughs> Who needs Maction? It's <laughs> Herb Street and Coach Corso and like, you know, put the hat. Who's going to get it worse? You know, he'll put a helmet on. Yeah. Or one of those. <laughs> There's an Corey idea. Booker. Corey Booker's going to grill him this week. Yeah. Corey Booker got Ember pretty good yesterday. Oh, yeah. Booker Corey Booker got, got in him. There are things that you have said yourself that need to be changed upwards of six years ago that still have not changed. There are things we know about this sport and its dangers that you all have, as you said, researched, but nothing has changed. Former D1 football player. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess he was an All-American, too, although he was trying to be modest and claiming he wasn't a very good All-American. But <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? All right. As you know, we've we've been discussing the fate of gentlemen's clubs during the, the COVID, during the pandemic here. Uh, many, many stories, lawsuits, everything going on. Multi-billion uh, dollar industry. The people need to know the fate of it. Multi-billion dollar. Uh, they opened them up again here in Michigan, and lo and behold, there was an outbreak. I uh, imagine. I don't. Shocking. Like, I'm like, really, guys? Really? You're really going in there? All right. Anyway, uh, the great minds down in Houston, Texas, which I think would be considered one of America's great gentleman club cities. I don't know if that's on the Chamber <laughs> yeah. of Commerce Houston and brochure. Tampa would be in the final four every year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one I mean, of its Vegas, most avid gentleman club Vegas cities. Vegas is your number sure. one seed, but certainly Houston's right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. This is like 80s basketball. Vegas, Houston, <laughs> yeah. college basketball. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Guy Lewis and Tark working the door. It really is. <laughs> Memphis, Memphis State, right? You gotta have them in there. <laughs> Memphis, oh. Good call. Yeah. Good yeah. Call. Yeah. Yeah. It really would be good. Good stuff. A drive-through strip club is opened in Houston. And uh <laughs> Houstonchronicle.com is all over this one. The Vivid <laughs> Vivid Gentlemen's Club at uh 2618 Winrock Boulevard. Uh, I mean, this thing is unbelievable. The picture, this picture is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's basically a big tent. And I, are you looking at this picture? This car. Look at the hubcaps on the car that went through. Like, if you see that car with those hubcaps, you're like, that guy's going to the drive-through gentleman's club. Absolutely. <laughs> like, th 
Uh, they call it a Burger King with dancing involved. I guess oh you can boy. actually get food. That's um, probably what they they needed to get it open, right? Yeah, they you can buy a, game a yeah, little bit. right. Yeah. You can right. buy a burger and then drive through and get a little show. Uh, the the <laughs> performer is wearing a mask. I don't know what is happening here. This there seems to be a <laughs> DJ. <laughs> yeah, the pictures you you have a performer looking at the camera. Another performer definitely not looking at the camera. <laughs> Uh, and then a DJ, <laughs> DJ and a mask. And then I'm not sure what's happening down at the other end. Uh, but yeah. And the- you know, they're going to give the Pulitzer prize for best photo to like some beleaguered, like first responder nurse or some incredible snapshot from the Minneapolis protest with like fire in the back and, and like a cop and a little girl handing flowers to each other. Something. Hell no. This is the damn picture. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Clements. There is dollar bills on the floor. Someone they throwing dollar bills out the window, apparently. How else are you gonna get them to them? And then there's all the people, all these guys that live near 2618 Wind Rock Boulevard in Houston. They're like, uh, we need more milk tonight. We got we had cereal for the kids. I'll, I'll run out. I'll run out. Let me get to the 7 Don't worry about it, honey. I'll get it. Yeah. I'll Jeez. be back in an hour and a half with the milk. Yeah. Jeez, Larry, you're so helpful lately. <laughs> How come it took so long? There was a, lot, a social distance line. I didn't want to go in until everyone was clear. I was trying to. What uh, I think what you need in this instance, if you're driving by, you need Snoop's money cannon that he had at the Midnight Madness, you know, <laughs> for Kansas. There you go. Firing oh, the bills head. out of that thing at him. Drive, it's is... a different drive-by shooting. Better Absolutely one, one of the all-time greatest photos I've ever seen. There's yeah. balloons. Like I like how they try to jazz it up with some balloons and the lights. Yeah, right. Oh my balloons. god. <laughs> this is the Do you think anybody driving like an awkward gate? Yeah. It's almost it, it has like a zoo feel because there's just a gate in front yeah. of the uh performers. It's now yeah, a little yeah. fencing. But yeah, oh, I wonder how many perf- how many drive-through customers are like, oh nice balloons. That really looks good. Yeah, that really that really sells it. The menu. <laughs> yeah. Nachos, burgers, chicken sandwich, jalapeno poppers, of course. There is a, quote, authentic Italian pizza that claims to be handmade in Italy. I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> you can buy uh, a six-pack of beer uh, and an entire bottle of Fireball. I mean, there's no. a lot going on here. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, once inside the tent, every car is a two-song limit. So while your food is coming, so you can't traffic jam. I mean, that would be the problem. Some guys just sitting up there. Yeah. Sitting in park. Sitting in park for like two hours. Like there's not a champagne room here, buddy. This is the drive through. We racked the numbers and thought, should we do it? And realized if we do it, we're doing it for the entertainers, the staff and the employees, uh, explains the uh, manager. I mean, that's good. He's really it's 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 about helping out the others. Because to there keep us go. open, we can't just do the numbers. I guess the original servant leadership. It's servant leadership. <laughs> servant uh, this original leadership. idea came from the Lucky Devil Lounge in Portland, Oregon. So, ah. uh, but I think Houston just did it better. We're trying to adapt yeah. with the times and whatever cards were being dealt. All right. There you yeah. go. If it's a Prius rolling through in Portland, it's not the same as the uh, <laughs> the dude in the spinners. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and in uh, talking about looking for love, I guess this is according to wildlifepark.com out of Australia. Uh, Sully was really in the corners of the internet looking for stuff here. Um, <laughs> Patrick, Patrick, the oldest common wombat in captivity. Do you guys know Patrick? He's, he's turning 30 this year. 30. He is a bachelor, though. And mm-hmm. uh, Patrick has made a number of attempts at finding his leading lady over the years. But um, wildlife officer said he was just too much of a snaw. This is the, the S-N-A-W, a sensitive new-aged wombat for his own good. Uh, according <laughs> to new-aged wombat. Is he a millennial? Yeah, he's like a millennial. Z, 30 years old. M- millennial. 30? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Patrick, uh, quote, this is uh, the park owner here in Australia. The male wombat has to be very aggressive towards the female. And Patrick just isn't a very aggressive wombat. So he chooses to be single. He's a sensitive <laughs> wombat. 
So he's, I guess, the 30-year-old wombat virgin. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know if, like, the other female wombats are eyeing him. Oh, he's a good guy. You know, it's kind of quiet. Maybe he's a good listener. I don't know. Good listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Anyway. Uh... Oh, in an dear. effort to uh, to spur some action, I guess, this Julia Leonard, the park owner, is really working, much like the, the, the gentleman club owner. He's doing it. She's doing this for the wombat. Uh, set up a Tinder account for him. He a Tinder has, account for a wombat. Wait a minute. Back up. For, Tinder yeah. account for a wombat. Is this legal? Is that, I mean, How that, does that work? I, I don't know. Can you swipe with those paws they got? Like, I, that's... <laughs> Can do you own a phone? Can you read? Can you swipe with a paw? It's among the the potential complications here, I I guarantee that wombat gets swiped right all the time. People are just like, yeah, I mean, it's that's good listening, but I, I think good. that bestiality is not. I don't know what the rules are in Australia, but <laughs> I'm not. Going Maybe there. they just want to hang out with him. He's cut. He's good for cuddles. Like I said, he's. <laughs> These things are big. Um, Did you know that? Wombats, they are not small. I'm looking at this like, picture. Yeah. Four, 44 I, I, to 77 pounds. So, I knew nothing about oh, wombats. That's that's a lot of furry mammal or marsupial. or Yeah, marsupial, I guess, right? So He's called the Wombatchelor. <laughs> so nobody, he has not made a uh, connection on, Twitter, on ten, Tinder yet, but he does have mm. 30,000 followers on Facebook. No. Um, and they're going to throw a party for him where he's going to get extra carrots and grass. And they're hoping uh, it's going to be a birthday bash, his 30th birthday, for the Bucktooth Marasupal and any, quote, potential Tinderellas that want to um, Tinder. want to get with him. So if you're a female oh wombat out there listening to the pod, I know we're very popular in that community. Certainly. Get, on, get your Tinder on and uh, get over there and try to find Patrick. Seems like a nice yeah. guy. Good listener, as well, you said. Looks very handsome <laughs> as wombats go. That's one of the best lines in our pod's rich history. The it wombat is. is a good listener. <laughs> Look, they is. make a lot of noise. His name's Pat 30. I don't know. I don't know. See, they're trying to make him cool. They went with the short name on this Tinder profile. Pat. All right. Well, there you go. That's our pod. Well, we're down to Australian wombats. Uh, we're clearly out of stuff. Uh, next week, big week. <laughs> don't miss it. Find out whether we're going to have a season or not. Kind of. Maybe. We will talk to you then. Please subscribe. Leave us a nice message. Share us on social media. Tell your friends about us. We're out here. We are out here digging deep for your entertainment. We are trying, man. Sully's got a spelunking hat going through the corners of the internet to find the the wombats on Twitter. This podcast may or may not be that good. (laughs) But we are trying. You cannot deny. We're still knocking out two a week here. We're staring into the abyss. All right. Talk to you later. I'm Mike Lizikoff, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News. And I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. We're the hosts of Skullduggery, a podcast that not only breaks down the news, but also breaks news. We deliver authoritative analysis while drawing intriguing historical parallels from our decades of covering D.C. scandals. With our current focus on the president and his administration's handling of the coronavirus, to the 2020 elections, we interview those helping to shape the stories. So subscribe to and download Skullduggery wherever you listen to your podcasts and be sure to follow us on social media at skullduggerypod